the only station in Sacramento giving you local sports coverage from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m. Debut of Styles and Watkins happens Thursday, October 26th. Not going to want to miss that. Tell your friends about us. Yeah. Because we got a lot going on. We're meeting with people. We're still organizing yep. weekly, weekly show or weekly segments and weekly guests. So we got a lot coming. We're very excited. Hashtag LTB, hashtag light the beam. But don't sleep on our Niners coverage. We got a lot to talk about. Yes, sir. As Brock Purdy, right? We're going to get into it a little bit later. Brock Purdy and and how he's been looking, how he looked against the Browns. And the one-year anniversary Mm. of Christian McCaffrey. We will get into ESPN's initial grade (laughs) of that. And then they revised it. But I still have things to say about their revised grade. So we got some Niners talk coming up for you. But real quick, and by the way, I see you on the YouTube chat. Thank you, everybody. It's a party in there. Continue to keep it going. Pike916 says, Styles, do you need glasses? I, no, I have 2020 <laughs> I vision. Am I a squint? just looking at I, am you. Am I a squinter? I no, think you I were squint. just like in your screen. Yeah, you I get like, real close. You were like nose deep into your computer <laughs> screen right there. And so I think that's what it was. Yeah, no, I got 2020 vision last time I checked. But if I keep doing that, I probably will need glasses. So thank you, Pike916, for, for keeping up because, you know, my my – Dad has reading glasses, uh-huh. my mom wears glasses, and my little sister wears glasses yeah. as well. I I don't. Yeah. So I'm just wondering. Blessed with that vision. Well, for now. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, okay, let me turn down the screen. <laughs> I'm getting the reports of yep. my screen time on Start, my phone. Yep. Well, if, if, oh, if so my bad. eyes are bad, what about Shams and Woj? Oh, I can't Their imagine. eyes. Screw well, Woj it. does wear glasses. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Shams has contacts. They're going to need some blue lights. I don't know if I even believe that blue light glasses work, but yeah. they, they should use them. They should be the test case. You don't have contacts in, do you? No, I don't. No. no okay. No. I have pretty good eyes. Yeah, both of my parents have pretty bad eyesight. My mom had LASIK a while ago. And my dad, I believe, only needs readers, but they okay. don't have great eyesight. Oh, no. He need, he wears contacts. So Did you ever go there. through, I don't know, maybe it was just me. We talked last week about the fake earrings, right? The magnet yeah, earrings. Yeah, little magnetized. Because yeah. Jimmy Butler. Did you ever go through a glasses phase? Fake I think, glasses? I think in general, everybody had like... Okay. Fake, like the fake glasses nerd look had yes. like a chokehold okay, on the good. culture. And like from like 2012 to yeah. like 2014. Okay, good. I love all of those pictures. You can find pictures of like LeBron with fake glasses, yeah, Russell yeah. Westbrook, KD. There's like a whole era of people wearing fake glasses. It, it, it got me as well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think it got us all. I, I, I definitely had some fake all. glasses going. LeBron, fake glasses and fake reading. Do you remember even like when the 3D glasses became a thing, people were like poking out the, the 3D glasses? No. no. Yeah, it was people wanted to wear glasses. What happened to 3D glasses? Like they don't, they just don't do 3D I don't know. movies anymore yeah or, remember when 3d tvs they tried to make yeah a thing too? there was like there was a channel espn 3d and then they went there 4d was? yes yeah which i didn't know what that was yeah i guess you would need like a like a, a like a chair or I something like a motorized chair right or? right well i think at that point it's just the sense maybe with the ai <laughs> technology you're just wearing the head the vr it's just vr oh, now gosh fun you're not fact a, your 4d tv no allows offense. you to time travel 
Yeah, exactly. I can go back to the fake glasses phase with my 4D TV. And you know who else? And I don't know if their fake glasses are real, but Andre Iguodala will have glasses on at some point. I feel like they're fake. I I feel like I've seen Knowing him is fake. So we're we're talking Andre Iguodala. He never, by the way, he never liked Iggy. You're not supposed to call him Iggy. He does not like that nickname. Yeah. I wow. want Iguadala. Uh, no, you don't, Max. Oh okay. God. Maybe don't at, get me started. Maybe, on that yeah, one. maybe at one point. No, that's what Heath says. He doesn't want Iggy. No, he does yeah. want Dalla. Yeah. He, he does want Iggy. He wants Iggy. He, he does want it. Fate of the, fate of the fate universe. Of the universe. Laser beam at <laughs> Earth. Iguodala. Insane. Jeez, Insane. that was great. That was great. So, For the culture. Andre Iguodala announces his retirement today. Uh-huh. He was on first take. No glasses, but looked very nice. Yes. Andre Iguodala announces retirement today. Great career. Shout out, Andre Iguodala. I just remember... Stephen A. from back in the day when Andre Godala was that dude mm-hmm. on the Sixers. But the problem was the Sixers were, were stuck. They, Sixers are always stuck yes. just trying to be – ever since AI, yeah. they just can't even get to the finals. And I just remember Stephen A. saying – you cannot win when Andre Iguodala is your closer. That's how I remember That's Andre Iguodala. That was a great Stephen A. <laughs> Maybe I do it in my yeah, spare time. I want Iguodala. <laughs> so then after that, he goes to the Nuggets. You know, he's got – he always had this crazy athleticism. Yeah. Comes to the Warriors, finds a home, famously is, starts to come off the bench, yep. is able to win a couple championships uh-huh. with the Warriors. So a great Finals career. MVP. Finals MVP? Don't sleep. It was supposed to be Steph. No, You're probably glad it, it wasn't he Steph. It. You are glad it wasn't Steph. It, it, I was so glad it wasn't Steph because he didn't deserve it. Andre Iguodala also maybe did a little flirting, a little text me, text back, swipe left, right. swipe right with the Kings, but that didn't end up oh. working out. That is a very sore subject here in Sacramento. It's just Andre. I mean, it was the story for the Kings for a while, especially in those thin years, like where people would use the Kings as leverage. Andre Iguodala was just the most obvious and egregious abuser of it. He pretty much directly was like, hey, Vivek is the new owner of the Kings. Mm -hmm. There's a clear connection there. It's not that far. I'm very involved into the tech world and the the financial space of the Bay Area. It's not that bad for me to move to Sacramento. Sure. So, oh, the Kings might be interested in offering me. I think at the time it was like a four-year, $48 million contract. Mm. Well, what did he do but use that leverage to, I believe, get a four-year, $60 million contract from the Warriors? Yeah. And, you know, it then came out a couple, like a month or so later that Andre really had no intention of ever coming to Sacramento, and it was just a leverage pay, play. Uh, however, yeah. people here in Sacramento got really, really, really excited about it, including myself. Wow. Wow, not a, a finesse move. He's not a finesser. He he's, he he's a baller, us, but he did sure. finesse. And then the whole yeah. thing without Andre Iguodala, I don't know if the the war, we we don't have one of. I would say Warriors Kings great rivalry, right? And when you're at the top, everybody wants to take yeah. a shot. So Warriors have multiple different yeah, rivalries. Memphis, but I mean, teams, talk yeah. about the entertainment factor for a league pass guy like yourself. Uh-huh. Memphis, they they created that because Andre said, "I'm not playing with y'all." Yeah. I'm not yep. playing with you little kiddos. Yep. Take yep. that stuff somewhere else. Have fun. I'll that. go to Miami. Went to a finals in Miami. Yeah. I guess this guy's DJ Khaled. All he does is win, <laughs> yeah. win, win, no matter, no matter what. what. But my problem is right after that, yep. the return to the Warriors. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. You know what? Just quit. So in high school, right, and if there's anybody still with their high school sweetheart, God love you. Shout but most of the time, it doesn't work out. But. You have your parents, you have friends telling you, hey, 
you're you're going off to college, you're starting a job, you're going right. your separate ways. Shut it down. And what do you do? You don't shut it down mm-hmm. because you're in love. Right. And it's you're going to make la- it work. It's, you're going to make it It'll work. Be different with you I guys. don't care that you're in Hawaii. I don't no. care that you're across yeah. the country. We're going to make this work, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't work. Well, love is strong. And you break up. You go on a break here. You go on a break there. Mm-hmm. You try to come back. And it's just not the same. Yeah. And that's what it was for me when Andre Igudala came back. I didn't want him to come back. I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. He came he back anyway. Yeah. I want Iguodala. No, I did not. Okay, then, okay, I'm not going to play because I'm injured all the time. And all look, you, of the time. You, you can't, it's either injury or you're resting. Okay, <laughs> well, we want to keep Andre Iguodala in his really expensive outfits on the bench because he's a great <laughs> locker room guy and he's a leadership guy. Yep. Okay, cool. Was Andre Iguodala on the team when the punch happened? He was. Very much now, so. there might have been some, is he retiring, is he not? But he right. was a part of yes. the team. And I don't know if he was even at that practice. But you had one job. Yep. And keep you the guys let, together. Keep the guys together. Yeah. And you let Draymond go Mike Tyson yep. on Jordan Poole. And it was a complete mess. Yeah. So, great career by Andre Iguodala. I don't know why he – I did not understand it. But yeah, it look, if somebody wants to pay you to just kick it, yeah. and it would just it would just annoy me because you're not playing. Yeah. But I see you on your podcast just having a grand old time. <laughs> but apparently it did not bother the players. No. But it bugged me. <laughs> it, every time I saw – I'm like, this is stealing money. Yeah, I mean, for sure. He, he clearly went to Miami for those couple years, and he had a lot of long conversations with Udonis Haslam. And he mm-hmm. was like, bro, how do you do this? Teach He's me like, your ways. just keep asking for money and say that you'll show up and they'll give you money and you just have to show up. Yeah. And that's what it was. And that's what he's been doing the last two years. What is he's played 39 games in the last two years. I mean, he's like you said, it's either been rest or injury or resting from an injury. Like it it was never, it was never going to happen. It never made sense why they brought him back. And that's like, you could argue that that's kind of starts to show a little bit of, chips in the armor for the Warriors, like really good teams, like really, really good teams, teams that don't care about emotions but actually care about just winning, mm-hmm. they don't waste a roster spot on a guy that has no intention of playing. They don't – they just don't, not, especially not for, for leadership reasons. Like I, that's that's just – I know the Heat just did it with Udonis Haslam, but I, right. I just don't think that the Warriors were in a situation to where they could realistically waste a roster spot like that. I no. mean, you could argue they pretty much played Anthony Lamb last year because Andre Iguodala took up a roster spot. Yeah, it's true, and and – it just left a, a as for all the great things that Andre Iguodala did for the Warriors, I did did not understand it makes sense. why he came back. But hey, good on Andre. We know you got a bunch of things going on yep. in the tech world. Great golfer as yep. well. So I think he's got a New York bestseller book. Oh, as well, of, co- so, of course you know, he does. Yeah. Right, he's going to be on his tour. We'll probably see him on yes. twelve different shows and Guaranteed. podcasts within the next couple of days. So congrats to Andre Iguodala on a great career. Kings great. Mm, the way you just like the don't thirty for that. thirty, the best that ne- the best that never was. That's what could have been. Chris Perlotta, Chris Watkins all summer was like, I want Iguodala. Yes, what he wanted. I literally never said that. That's what he wanted. I never. Said That's what I he quite wanted. Literally never said. And that. unfortunately, I, I said I'd be willing to take on Draymond. I did not say Andre Iguodala. And that is a conversation for a different day. It is. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, taking a break from the Kings for a little bit, going to talk Vikings versus the Niners, the Mm -hmm. anniversary of the Christian McCaffrey trade, and Brock Purdy, 
You still riding dirty with Purdy, or are you off the train? That and much more when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. I want Iguodala. Your new home for 49ers football in the 916 Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m. As we take a little King's break, but trust me, it won't be for long because we are getting ready for the start of the regular season when the Kings will take on the Jazz in Utah, who they just beat at home. No beam because it's preseason. No yep. preseason beam. We're not doing all that. We want the real deal. Do you like that? As, as someone who's not, you know, hasn't wasn't like integrated mm-hmm. in with the okay. beam, like do you feel like... It should be a regular season thing only. Yeah, because there was definitely. like summer league talks. There's no, like no, Monty no, no, McNair no. gets extended contract. No, extension. come on should now. Should we light the beam? Now it's a shtick. You don't want it to turn to a shtick. Okay, right. Just I, leave I it as yeah. is. Yeah. You get a W. Yeah. Light Cut the beam. Cut and dry. Regular season, postseason. That's it. Right. You got like some it. things. You just got to keep. Yeah. Got to keep special. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. So hopefully the Kings will be lighting. A bunch of beams this year, and a little later we'll go over the the over-unders for the Kings as well. Basically our last opportunity to do it before the season does start as we will be taking a small respite yes. and coming back. Yeah, we just want to make sure we're fresh. Exactly. Like I said, got to do a quick trip, and then we will be right back. Okay, so Niners, Vikings. Mm. Oh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be here on Tuesday mm. to recap if slash when the Vikings lose to the Niners. What a shame. Almost like I planned that. Well, I didn't. You didn't, I but did it works out that way. It works out beautifully. Look, no Justin Jefferson yep. for the Vikings. That is correct. I don't I don't know. It sounds like Christian McCaffrey is gonna be a no go. I think they've they've just said day to day with all right. of them, which is not helpful. Not helpful. At all. Not helpful <laughs> not at even all. Even a little bit. No. So not even you like have, trending anyway. No, just, but that's what they always do. They yeah. gotta, you know, they gotta keep right. it gamesmanship close, close to the vest, as they say. Yeah. And you have a Vikings team who barely beat the Bears. Okay, Boy, but you did lose. win. You did win. It didn't feel like it. You got that you. W, and now you have to face the Niners, who have bad intentions on their mind because yes. they just got handed their first L yep. by the Browns in a very ugly game. It was just the AFC North. All those games look like that. Yes, right. Is there ever an aesthetically pleasing game in that division? Nope. It's always a slugfest. Always two teams just beating each other with a stick. Yeah. Whoever whoever can breathe at the end. You know. Again, I have Sunday ticket, and most of those games, I I I just skip. Yeah. Even the Ravens. I think the Ravens are somehow four and two. I could not believe that when I saw their record. Huh. It just feels like they've. It feels like all of those teams are five hundred or like a game. That's a hard earned four and two. Very, very hard earned. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I haven't looked at their schedule, but if I had to imagine, it's not been not been a difficult one. No, no, not. I've, there's not been a single moment this year. I've been like, wow, you know, the Ravens. They're there's there's people are sleeping. Zay on Flowers them. though. He looks great, but that's he it. He's great. the only person Lamar's feeding it to, and even Mark Andrews has had a little bit slow start. So yeah. So is there any part of you home game? No, may probably no Christian McCaffrey. You given the Vikings, and they, they got other weapons too. So Madison, guys like that. So nope, no, <laughs> nope. Don't There's even need to ask. It's not a shot. I mean, I mean, there there is a chance. Uh, the chance that the Niners have of losing is if their defense, which we know the Niners' defense is one of the best in the NFL, mm-hmm. if their defense doesn't show up and they allow Kirk Cousins to look like 
they th- what the Vi- Niners defense needs to do is make the Vikings miss Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. and it's not hard to do. Uh, they just can't allow you know Jordan Addison to have himself a day. He he's been a really good red zone target. They can't let KJ Osborne get loose. I'd imagine the Vikings are going to lean pretty heavy on TJ Hawkinson in the past mm-hmm. game as well. Can't let those guys get going and. And for the most part, like, let Kirk Cousins make mistakes. He mm. will make mistakes. The Vikings' offensive line is, has been really good this year, but they should be – the Niners' defensive line should be able to get a good amount of pressure in Kirk's face and and make Kirk Cousins lose the game for them, essentially. Make yeah. him throw a pick. He'll he'll put the ball on the turf as well. He'll fumble the ball if you uh, if you can hit him in the pocket. Make make him make mistakes, and and on the offensive end, it really is just just do what you do and continue to do it. You don't need to you know break the reinvent the wheel or anything against this Vikings defense. Uh, I think I said the other day my favorite stat from this Vikings team is they have the highest blitz rate but the lowest pressure rate in the NFL. How exactly? That's what How? I've been trying to figure out all year long. They they I mean Brian Flores is a maniac with his blitzes. He mm-hmm. he will send yeah I mean they they have the highest blitz percentage in the NFL. They blitz all the time from tons of different places. But Daniil Hunter is really their only scary player in terms of getting to the quarterback. And I I think the Niners' offensive line, even if Trent Williams doesn't play, but of course if Trent Williams does play, the offensive line should be good enough to to give Brock time. And that was really the big issue against the Browns was Brock had pressure in his face mm-hmm. and. The elements were a factor as well, and right. that's not going to be the case in a dome in Minnesota. Beautiful dome. Yeah, it's maybe one of – I think it's the best stadium in the NFL right now. Yeah, yeah, you know, fairly new, yep. right? They've done a lot of good things there, so – which can be a good thing, but also you do take away the advantage you could have. Right, exactly. Of, hey, we know how to play in this weather and you don't. You're right. leveling the playing field, which is – Good, I guess, if you're rocking and rolling, but not good if you're not rocking and rolling. Exactly. You know, I, yeah, I you might could use a little variance. Maybe you should, if you're yeah, a team maybe like the open Vikings it up right since now. you don't got Justin <laughs> Jefferson anyway. You might as well. And from the Niners' side, and you know, you talk about pressure. I know, and look, we're not going to sit here and get into the advanced statistics about right. what Nick Bosa is doing. The bottom line is that it, it he doesn't look like he did last season, right. not yet, mm-hmm. which isn't really surprising. As much as people said, well. It doesn't matter. You know, even Kyle Shanahan said he doesn't need to be at training camp. Right. Everything will be fine. I don't think he's still work. I don't think he's still getting back in shape. No. I, I I do think it is a little bit worrisome, not necessarily for a game against the Vikings, but down the road. Yes. Because you paid this guy a lot of money yep. to get to after elite, the quarterback. Elite, elite, elite. Yes. Not just get after the quarterback, but be one of the best at, if not the best, at right. getting and, to the quarterback. And that's what turns into, oh, well, he's getting double team. Okay. That's great. He's been getting double teamed. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we're paying you to make that not matter. Yep. That shouldn't matter. That's mm-hmm. why we're paying you this type of money. So I would I would assume out there over under one sack for Nick Bosa. Kirk Cousins is just one of those dudes who's going to get sacked. Yes. He holds, he's going to get he sacked. He holds onto the ball a lot. He's not mobile really at all. He's not going to move no. around the pocket at all. You don't have to worry about him as a run threat. So, yeah, he's very, very susceptible, especially with this Vikings offense, how deep they like to run their routes. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to pick up a couple sacks on Kirk. And, again, that's where you got to – I think the Niners are going to have a really good opportunity to force a, uh, force a fumble or a turnover on on at least one of those pressures yeah. or sacks. Yeah, sure. so I – 
I would assume that, and Nick Bosa had a sack last game as well. So uh, he, I believe so. Yes, he's starting he did, yeah. to come around. Yeah, Randy and, Gregory as well. He had yeah. his first game of action last week. He got a sack. Right. It will be interesting to see how that develops as the season goes on as well. You mentioned Bosa getting double teamed. I mean, the reason why the Niners stacked this defensive line was so that they couldn't double team Bosa. Right, right. And that's when you go to the Niners being a team where not only do you have to pick your poison on offense, you mm-hmm. also have to pick your poison on defense. Right. And if there was something where the Niners could improve upon, we know it's about that nickel corner situation. But right. if you're getting after the quarterback, that makes that, alleviates the problem that a issue bit. a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So curious to see what happens on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, as we mentioned, Christian McCaffrey, the anniversary of that trade. My so initially ESPN gave that grade a C. It was either a C or a C plus. I have it screenshot. That's incredible. They revised it to an A minus. And I still have an issue with it. It's almost as if they wanted to say, okay, we were yeah. wrong, yeah. but not that. It's an A. It's an A. What it's we- an A, it's an A, it's an A. It reminds me of those teachers. <laughs> you ever had that teacher that prides himself on, yeah, I grade really hard. Yes, yes. It's hard for me to get to give out an A. What? Yeah. yeah. Why? Why are you doing this? We have six other classes. Yep. Don't do this to me, yeah. all right? And don't take pride in it. It's just smug. Yeah. Okay, ESPN, stop being smug on this one and give the Niners an Submit A because that's what they that's what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey has complete. We're talking about well, him. Christian McCaffrey hasn't gotten an interception yet, so that's he's thrown a touchdown. He's ran for a touchdown. He's that's caught right. a touchdown, but he still hasn't gotten an interception and yeah. he hasn't gotten a sack yet. Right, so, that's you true. Know, that's the that's the minus part. You, you probably know, could has, play him on both sides. He hasn't done everything. You know, they asked him to play quarterback in that divisional mm. in that in that champion conference championship game. Didn't want to do it. You Mm-mm. know, didn't want to step up to the plate. So that's I I understand the minus for that reason. No. No, yeah, I guess yeah. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. But you know, looking at the looking at the Niners and what's coming down the road, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I believe that they will take care of business here because yeah. bounce back games are huge, especially exactly. for really good teams. Meanwhile, they know, and really, as we a little bit later in the show, we'll get into just the NFL slate: Dolphins, Eagles, the battle of the Alabama QBs. <laughs> yeah, the Eagle. I mean. The Niners know they have it set up to be the number one seed in in the NFC. Yes. And if anybody they got to worry about, uh, to be honest, I think it's time to worry about the Lions Detroit. more than Weak more division. than the Eagles, simply because of that. Yeah, the the Eagles have a tough schedule, to put mm-hmm. it lightly. You got to deal with the Dolphins, and honestly, the way the Eagles have looked, I'm taking the Dolphins. It, it would make sense, too. I think so. I mean, the Eagles, after coming off a loss last week to the Jets and even their wins before that haven't been very inspiring. I think four of their five wins have been less than eight points that separated them. So mm. they haven't had that level of dominance that the Niners have had or even the Lions. The Lions have been more dominant and asserted their will more in their wins than the Eagles have. So I wouldn't blame you for taking the Dolphins. I still kind of... This is a this is to me a big test for the Dolphins as well. Like the Dolphins, the only other good team they've played this year in the Bills, the Bills handled them a little yeah. bit. Like that game was close for That's a good true. majority of it, but the Bills ended up pulling away and looking like the better team. 
I think this is a big test for the Dolphins because also it's going to be in Philadelphia. You yeah. know, I think the weather, it's a Philadelphia Sunday night as well mm. as the weather is kind of starting to turn. I don't know if there's supposed to be any rain or snow or I doubt snow at this point. Well, but, I hope not because I'll be out there. Okay. Well, not at the game, but I'll be, yeah, yeah, I'll be, be on in the, Philly. in Philly. So. I was about to say, wow, so, we're bearing the lead right there. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I'm not going to be Sal's at the game. going to be at the best game of the weekend. Exactly. Uh, no, so it'll be an interesting test to see how the Dolphins do. Outside of good weather, that's mm-hmm. been the big thing for this Dolphins team is obviously them playing in Miami. You got this incredibly fast roster. Well, what happens when the turf in the in the field doesn't treat you well and, you know, it's a little more slick and you're sliding and, and you just can't get as good of traction? How good of a team are the Dolphins mm. in, in bad weather, I think, is still a really big storyline to follow throughout this season. And I think this is going to be a really good start to those tests. Got to get to a break. When we get back, Brock Purdy, no Christian McCaffrey to finish the game, no Debo. Does he deserve a pass? Yay or nay? Mm. We'll get into it when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Your flagship station for the beam team, Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports, Styles and Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m., a lot of Kings talk and a lot of Niners talk. Will the Niners get back on the winning side of things? And, of course, it starts with party like a Brock. Party like a Brock star. You like that? No, I didn't. Totally do. You liked it a little bit. Brock Purdy, riding dirty with Purdy. It was dirty out there, not in a good way because of the weather. It was not great. Missed some throws, did lead the Niners down for a 41-yard field goal. It's been up in the air for 41 years. Did not get it done. Jake Moody's family was in town. It was so tough. It was rough. It's tough. It was rough. And And he's in Ohio as well, being a Michigan guy, you know, kicking back in Ohio. Did not get it done, but Brock Purdy, when it mattered most, did put them in a position to win the game. Your thoughts on Brock Purdy? Did this change? How you felt about him? Should he just get a pass on that game in general? I mean, look, the kid was due for a rough game, yes. and he's been balling. 916-339-1140. Are you giving Brock Purdy a pass? Or do you think, look, you didn't have Christian McCaffrey. You didn't have Debo. This is what certain people have been saying. Yep. Certain national media members, Michael Irvin, who actually likes Brock Purdy and wanted to take him over Justin Herbert, and he got destroyed for it. Other people on the other side of things, Dan Orlovsky is a guy who hasn't really been thrilled. He said Mac Jones could do what Brock Purdy was doing Crazy. if giving the same weapons. I don't agree with that, yeah. but this is a situation where, wow, Brock Purdy doesn't have Debo and Christian McCaffrey all of a sudden, he looks like a different Got guy. Got exposed. Got exposed. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I just think that this is a, a sign of weakness for Brock Purdy, which is okay because every quarterback has weaknesses. Uh, and Brock's is the fact that he was playing in bad weather and the dude's got small hands. He's a small guy, six feet. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't have the luxury of being 6'4 or 6'6 right. six, six, like Trevor Lawrence and yeah. having big enough hands that, that go with that size. He had a hard time gripping the ball when it was wet and rainy and and muddy on the field. Like we saw him, you know, try and pump fake and just lose the ball completely. And I think that, frankly, had a really big impact on him. He he underthrew a ball to, I believe it was Kittle down Mm -hmm. the sideline, uh, threw a bad interception, trying to throw just threw it behind Ayuk, and also had some other bad throws that that looked to be 
uncharacteristic for Brock, I think it's okay. I mean, it's it's not a great sign. It's information that we now know. Again, like I was just talking about the Dolphins, but now it's going to have to be the question of, yeah, if it's the, the again, conference, or conference title and you're in Philadelphia in January and it's raining, is that now a situation where you have to think twice about whether or not you feel positively positively about the 49ers heading into that game? To me, it's just we, we gathered information. I don't think this is going to be something that is going to carry over week to week, but mm-hmm. definitely we've now learned that if the weather isn't great and the field conditions aren't great to go along with it, there's going to be a shot that Brock Purdy's not going to be able to play through it. And I think that's that's more what we learned, but I'm not going to draw some you know, big conclusion or, or, you know, start to kill Brock Purdy now because he had one bad game in a week where there was really good quarterbacks who had terrible games. Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions last week. I don't think anyone in Philadelphia no. is worried about him. No, well, you never know out in Philly. And I'll tell you what's true. Once right. I, we'll know <laughs> yeah, get more. The polls for us. I, I will yeah. <laughs> I will get the polls. But here, here's the thing. If you look at it like this, number one defense in the NFL. That the as well. Right. Okay. No Christian McCaffrey. No Debo. Mm-hmm. And you still... And hamper Trent Williams as well. Exactly. And you still led your team down the field when it mattered most for a walk-off, yep. okay, yeah. 41-year-old right. field goal Set it up. that Moody missed. Mm-hmm. So that's what it takes to beat Brock Purdy. That's the formula. The number one defense... <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. Let me let me write yep. this down. I'm the Vikings, yep. all right? Or I'm the I'm next team. Yep. Okay. Step one. Step one, don't have Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Step two, don't have Debo. Gotcha. Step three, have bad weather. And step four, hope that Jake Moody keeps being Moody and missing kicks. Yep. That's what it takes. Yeah. And have the number one And defense. have the number one defense. That, that that's a problem that, for Minnesota. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a problem. It's, it's a problem. It's, it's definitely a problem. And, you know, I mean, when you're when you're looking across the league, I mean, there's not many people that are going to th- that are going to throw that challenge at the Niners. Like the Eagles are a team that is good defensively. And you look at their defensive line, maybe is hand to hand with the Niners, one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. That's really the only team that I think if you're looking in the I almost called it the Western Conference in the NFC, mm-hmm. that's that's really the only team that can throw some of those factors at you. When you look at the Lions, their defense is the question of their team. Now, their defense has been much improved this year, but Mm -hmm. they also play in Ford Field in a dome, so you won't have to worry about weather there. And, yeah, I I think that it's if you're the Niners and and that's the way that you went down is with all of those negatives surrounding the game, and then it comes down to a 41-yard, very makeable kick that was just missed – by your rookie kicker, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I'm willing to live with that. I'm totally willing to sleep very normal and very peacefully yeah. knowing that that's what it took to take down your team. If I'm looking at two guys and obviously, well, to be completely honest, Jalen got the bag. Yeah. So if I'm looking at two guys and it's just, you know, NFC, NFC versus NFC and two lackluster performances, I'm much more worried if I'm the Eagles yes. and Jalen Hurts than I am about Brock Purdy because of everything you just said. Jalen Hurts, I mean, that situation was completely different. A lot of those, they weren't facing the number one defense because because the Niners were. Yeah. So you have that list of things. So I, I would not be worried about Brock Purdy just yet. 916-339-1140 is the number. Let's go out to Dan, who wants to talk about Brock. What's up, Dan? You're on Siles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Hey, how's it going, guys? Can you hear me? We yes, got sir. you loud, loud and clear. Hey, listen, let's. We got to get off this kick about you know uh, McCaffrey. We we didn't have a couple of guys. 
you know, they didn't have a couple of guys either. Uh, very important guys, the quarterback and the running. Very true. He's uh, cutting in and out. I think he's gone. We lost you. He just cut off there. We lost you, Dan. But we <laughs> had a good point, though. Great he point. Right we had on, the spirit. He was, yes, he we was, had the spirit of the no, call. No, that does need to be mentioned. Yeah, though, for it's very sure. True. I mean, the fact that the Browns were were playing your guy PJ Walker. Shout out PJ. Finals, T for T for Temple U. Temple's finest, and they didn't have Nick Chubb either. They're still kind of reeling from that injury. I think that's that's definitely concerning in the you know in the grand scheme of things, and I still am, am curious on on whether or not 49ers fans are concerned about the fact that I think two very lackluster quarterbacks in Josh Dobbs and PJ Walker. Now they didn't look like elite level quarterbacks, but they were able to move the ball down the field mm-hmm. at points against this Niners that's defense. True. They didn't make them look like scrubs. I think the worst performance we've seen has been Kenny Pickett against this Niners defense. Josh Dobbs and P.J. Walker, they didn't look great, but mm-hmm. they looked okay. And P.J. definitely threw his, his, his fair share of interceptions and turnovers. But I, I think that it's – I definitely think that it's a good point that, you know, the, the Browns definitely were not at full strength either and were able to take down the Niners. So I guess, you know, that that is definitely a fair fair variable to throw into the equation. 925 on the text line just says a pass. It's yeah. I mean, it's a one pass. Week. shout out 925, by the way, <laughs> shout out 925 always. But you know, like it's, it's funny because this is like you said, this is kind of the, Brock was due for a bad game. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's, it's not necessarily about the bad game, but it's about the next week. And that's a cliche, but it's about the following week after that as well. Like mm-hmm. how does he bounce back from it? Because Every quarterback has bad games. Look at Josh Allen in week one, who pretty much handed that game to the New York Jets by throwing three or four interceptions that were just punts, essentially. Yeah. And the Jets won that game. Okay, but how did the Bills respond? I mean, they they have – I don't think they've lost since. Uh, and, and, you know, that's – sometimes quarterbacks are going to have bad weeks. Patrick Mahomes will throw three interceptions in a week. Brock Purdy's allowed to have bad games, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be some big condemnation. No, well, what are you going to do? Put in Sam Darnold? Is. Right, exactly. Sam Casper, the friendly ghost Darnold? No, no, because you're not. I, I cannot wait for Sam Darnold to enter a game for the Niners for a significant stretch so that then Niner fans or maybe just the NFL world in general can get a better appreciation for what Brock's doing. Because right. I think that's part of it right now is that people have forgotten what it looks like when Brock's not out there. Yeah, we got to get to a break. When we get back, there's somebody who did play, and it worries me because it almost seemed like he didn't. We'll talk about who that person <laughs> is when we get who back. Styles be? and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacramento's official home for the San Francisco 49ers. Sacktown Sports. We are back. Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins taking you up till 2 p.m. Getting you ready for Kings regular season tip-off. And the tip-off of Styles and Watkins, October 26th. You're going to want to be there. Tell your friends. Tell your fam. Yes. There's some new sheriffs in town. Yes, sir. All right? And we yep. got some things to say. Thank you on the YouTube chat for rocking with us. Yep. On the text line as well. Thank you as we talk Brock Purdy. Take a break from the Kings just for a hot second. Just for a little And bit. real quick, I wanted to read this off from the 916 because earlier in the show, if you missed it, I got at Derek Carr's head, all right? <laughs> I, I I really went it. at Derek Carr, and he did deserve it. The 916 chimes in. I understand the disgust with Derek Carr, but he did but he did lead his team down for a touchdown. And sure. then Foster Moreau, who came 
with Derek yes, from the Raiders. Foster Moreau must have had a bucket of popcorn before the game. <laughs> Ball slips out of his hand. They end up losing. That's all fine and good. Yep. That's still separate to me. First of all, that was only to tie because they yep. weren't going to go for two. Nope. I just know no, they weren't. There's no way. There's no way there's they no were going to go for two. Even though they had just gone for two, I don't see them no, doing no it. Way. As a lot of people say, you know, you go for two on the road, you go for one, you go for the tie at home, right all those home. types of things. I just don't see, I wouldn't have seen it happening. So I hear you on it. They did get down. They did get put in a position. But look, man, life is about getting it done. Yep. And Derek, in my opinion, never should have been in that situation to begin with. Yep. But 916, I hear you on it. <laughs> Thank you for chiming in. I just, it's separate to me. All right. Let's get back to Brock Purdy. Let's, and let's get it. back to the Niners. And the person that I was alluding to, can you guess? And you said, <laughs> why are you still roasting Harrison Barnes? This guy, I mean, we you- go to the break. <laughs> We go to the break, we're talking football, and I say, there's a guy who played that you don't really know that he did play, and I say, can you guess who it is, Chris? And he goes, Harrison Barnes. We're not talking about the Kings right now. Leave. Can Harrison get some, let him no, breathe. It's a no. Friday fun day. Let my guy breathe. How many I minutes mean, did Harrison just, play yesterday? That's huh? going to be a game that's, that, yeah, we that we've decided that's going to be a segment. Yeah, it's going to be a segment that we're going to do throughout the year. How many minutes do we think Harrison played this, uh, this yes. game? Yes, yes. Uh, if I had to guess, Harrison Barnes played, <laughs> it felt like it was like 15, 20 max. I'm not going to say because I saw earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it it didn't feel like a lot. It, it was another game of Harrison Barnes just not. not the correct really. answer is twenty one. Okay. You yeah. Know, that's that's about that's about right. That's about right. All right. Let let Harrison breathe. Yeah, Give we'll him a break. Him a now, can you guess and second lowest score? Keep this the on the Niners night. this time. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Keep it on uh, the who Niners. Are you, who are you talking about? A uh, guy who who is the Harrison Barnes of the Niners that day. That oh on on Sunday that specific day oh yeah no George Kittle was nowhere to be seen yeah it had to have been George that was what was the concerning thing for me because yeah, for sure with Brock Purdy and George Kittle they've had a simpatico they've had a, a nice connection all last year and a little bit this year too hey diddle diddle Kittle up the middle that was not the deal he was nowhere to be found and I'm yeah. thinking. I don't know if he couldn't get open. I don't mm-hmm. know what the deal is. And I don't even know how many targets he had. It wasn't yeah, a lot. No, it wasn't a lot. I think it was like two or three And I think targets. he only had one reception. So mm-hmm. I don't understand how that happens in a game where you lose Christian McCaffrey and Debo. And coming off of a week where George Kittle has three touchdowns the week before. Now, if you look at the film and maybe they were doubling on him. him. Sure. Some, I mean, right. Something I'm sure like we that. We weren't the only ones thinking, hey, the Niners should feed Kittle. Right yes, now. but at the same time, you're Kyle Shanahan. It was just a bit odd to yeah. me. To not even have the targets, that was what was yeah, a little sure. weird. So we'll see what happens this week with George Kittle. I, I do think, and I'm a guy who I've gotten into it with Niner fans because when George Kittle was really in his heyday, Niner fans wanting to say that he was better than Travis Kelsey. Wrong. And yeah. I just, I couldn't get Sorry. all that. And I get it. He blocks very well. I'm still taking Travis Kelsey all day, every day. And that's before T-Swizzle yeah. and the Swifties. So I understand George Kittle, to me, is probably the heart and soul of this team. I would say so, yeah. And he's he's a little bit long in the tooth at this mm-hmm. point. So he's not going to be that guy every single every single game. Right. But at that same at the same time, he is still elite. He is still a a top tight end in this league. Yeah. So I would assume you could say, okay, last game off. And and again, it's tough to game plan when things happen in the moment. Now Kyle has had a week yep. of okay, if we don't have Christian McCaffrey, if we don't have Debo, how are we gonna get 
How are we going to get Kittle involved? And again, you're not facing the number one defense. So you throw all that into a pot. It's not surprising, but as much as I'm looking at Brock this week to see how he bounces back, I'm Mm -hmm. looking at George Kittle to say, hey, man, you're you're the dude on this team. You got to be around when they need you the most. Yeah, and let me tell you some more Vikings insight here. The Vikings don't have good coverage linebackers anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. they had Eric Kendrick last last year, who is maybe one of the best uh, coverage linebackers in the NFL in his heyday, and he's now on the Chargers. They have Jordan Hicks, who's you want to talk about long in the tooth. He's about thirty two, I think. Uh, he so he's somebody who's been around the NFL, has some familiarity with the with the Niners, being a former Cardinal, but. Yeah, I mean George Kittle should should be a very very main option for the Niners this week. If if I'm them, I mean even if Debo does play, even if McCaffrey does play, you don't want to put a heavy workload on those guys. Right. You want those guys to essentially be glorified decoys even if they are in. Yeah. And I think that's that's the best possible route. I think if if you want to talk prize picks this week, yeah. I yeah. would say this should be a really heavy Hammer. IU heavy yes. Kittle week. Yes. Uh, I would I would say over on the targets, mm-hmm. over on the receptions, over on the yards for those guys. I I think that that's going to be where the Niners go to for a majority of their time. The Vikings corners aren't great either, especially their depth corners. So there's a possibility. Maybe you see a lot of Juwan Jennings, Mm. maybe some Ray Ray McLeod. I I was going to say, depending on the Debo situation, even if he does play, I would mm-hmm. say don't sleep on Ronnie Bell. No, right, exactly. Mini Debo, right? He he had him. We haven't seen much of him since yeah. that Thursday night game where he really showed out. But Ronnie Bell really, really impressed me, and he's he's the type of receiver who would give the the Vikings nightmares. I mean, they they just don't really have many guys who could could contest with his speed. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if just in general the Niners have have a very restorative weekend where where this is kind of the okay the the earth is back in rotation everything feels right we feel dominant again and it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of that game it's a little bit of all right let let's let's show out a little but let's start to feel confident in ourselves after a really down week last week. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think that it's going to be a smack sesh. I think, I, so I think the Niners are going to come out and say, all right, this was our – shout out to Chris going golfing later. Yes, sir. This was, this was our mulligan. Yep. Okay, it took a breakfast lot. Breakfast ball. Breakfast ball. I, I take a brunch ball as well. I'll yeah, take a brunch no, ball, I a lunch ball. Dinner, I take it – yeah, whatever you dessert, need. I don't care. <laughs> whatever you need to just uh, – oh, am I – I'm right at that cusp of 89 or 90. Yeah, it's like, I that last one, that was a gimme, wasn't yeah. it? You know, <laughs> that's how the Niners feel that this was a mulligan. They've got it out the way. They've had a whole week to plan for whoever they may have or not have. The yep. Vikings don't have Justin Jefferson. So I would expect the Niners to come out – and remind the world, get back on the top of that list, because now people are talking about the Lions. Yep. People are talking about the Chiefs again. So remind everybody out there, hey, we are the team to beat, not just in the NFC, but in the NFL. So excited to see what the Niners do, especially in a primetime situation. Getting to a break. When we get back, going back to the beam team, back to some Kings talk. What is your biggest takeaway from Kings preseason? Let's get into it when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.